welcome to Boiling Point at Eastside Radio 89.7 FM. Scientists are trying to communicate their research all the time to the general public, sometimes with great success, but sometimes their research can come across as difficult to understand, difficult to relate to, or difficult to convey its importance. But what if there was another way to communicate your research, but also to make people laugh? What about comedy? Welcome to Boiling Point. I am your host, Anastasia, and we are going to get into all things science and comedy. Please join me in welcoming, uh, in welcoming back, actually, Luke Stella, um, or Stella, sorry. Yeah. Is it Stella, Ella, Ella? Stella, Under Ella. my umbrella? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, our astrobiologist from UNSW and founder of Praxical, as well as Rue Halwala and Tom Stevenson from Scary Strangers, a comedy and improv duo extraordinaire. Hello. Um, hey. <laughs> Luke has worked hard to produce the Steam Room comedy show coming to you at the Sydney Comedy Festival May 4th, featuring some of your favorite scientists, including myself and Luke, and our wonderful MCs, Rue and Tom. Sydney's hottest comedians, and of course, Dr. Motherfucking Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, everybody. It's so good to be back. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, great to be here. Happy to be here. Luke, tell me, where did this idea of kind of mending together comedy and science start? Mm, Well, I guess um, as both, you know, scientists um, such as ourselves, you have to sit through so many talks, presentations, and they can be dry to say the least, you know, and people sometimes try and jazz it up, a bit of a free minute thesis here and there, but generally there's no charisma, there's no audience engagement, there's none of that interaction, and um, I started going to a few comedy shows, and within 10 seconds, a comedian can just like capture you, you'll be sitting there and they'll say, you know what I did the other day? And there's just something in the way they say it where you're like, I want to know what you did. Tell me more. Like, they really know how to, like, draw you in. And mm. I was just like, I wonder if scientists can learn this. Whether there's, like, some skills here that these comedians have that can learn this. And obviously scientists, we're not going to be perfect, you know, but we can give it a go. I don't know. Um, speak for yourself. I have The P in PhD stands for perfection. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And you've been working on this idea for a while because we had you on the show last year and we were talking about the Steam Comedy Show. Um, You know, I know you've hit a few roadblocks along the way. COVID has been Mm. hard for all of us. Um, But now... You are working with the Sydney Comedy Festival. Yeah, That's yeah. incredible. Which is amazing. And yeah, we started a year and a half ago. We got some funding from Inspiring Australia to do this for National Science Week last year. And we're so excited. It was coming together. We picked all of our scientists, then COVID, then mm. lockdowns, all this kind of stuff. Um, and I was feeling as you would, you know, a bit down about it. I was like, it's just even going to happen. Should I just give the money back and be done with it, you know? Um, <laughs> but then my friends, Rue and Tom, um, I was just over at their house for dinner. I was like, hey, I'm doing this comedy thing, but it's just not working and I need some insiders. I need some industry experts to come in and give me a little bit of comedy magic. And I'm just like, hey, we're funny. We're comedians. We do all this stuff all the time. So. And they are the industry experts. Yeah. You so. were <laughs> In their Schmitty kitchen. talk business. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rue and Tom, what was it about this show that made you really want to get involved? Other than helping scientists be funny. Because, let's face it, we're already perfect, as we mentioned before. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom and I are improvisers by trade. We're improv teachers and stuff like that. And we 
have like noticed this trend of a lot of like corporates and people from like different science backgrounds and stuff like that coming through improv because a lot of people have identified in themselves the challenges that they have trying to express their ideas and present to their peers and stuff like that Mm. and it's just uh, incredible the diversity of like yeah corporate and artistic backgrounds that come together and they actually work really well together so as soon as Luke said that we were like oh my god this is something we've been talking about how cool that it's kind of like a a sort of like experimental like highlighted fusion Mm -hmm. of that concept to see like where it can go yeah Mm -hmm. so do you have a lot of scientists who come your way to kind of try and improve on their presentation skills I'd say more so like um, PhD students, like we've met a lot of people who kind of are like in areas where they can experiment with how comedy can use or like help their like research purposes. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, lots of like lawyers and accountants and finance sort of people. Yeah. The people that you wouldn't think are funny. Are actually seeking out help to be funny. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you teach comedy? Is that is there like how do you teach comedy? You know, because in my opinion, you're either funny or you're not, right? And Luke and I are mm. hilarious. So. <laughs> We've got it. Yeah, yeah. No, but if someone the, didn't, the have H in PhD stands for hilarious. <laughs> Perfectly hilarious. Come on. <laughs> you would weave that D in there somewhere too. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll think. I'm sure at some point in the show we'll figure yeah, out what the D come stands in. for. It'll come in. Yeah. <laughs> how can people be funny? Ah. Uh, I, I think we believe that everyone's funny. They just need the confidence to be able to express themselves. And mm. that's what improv's so good for. It gives you that kind of that, I guess, presence of mind to know when the funny thing is there to be played with and when it should just be left alone. So mm-hmm. improv helps hone those, uh, those I guess, those instincts. Yeah, definitely. And we've had a few workshops with you already. Um, I must say, amazing workshops with Rue and Tom. Um, Some things made me uncomfortable. Some things really got me out of a comfort zone. Um, And so what have you learned in the process, would you say? Oh, it's so funny um, because we sort of like run a bunch of events and we work with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, not always picture perfect like how every sort of contract that we get into turns out and since working with you guys we've started looking at things as like good and bad experiments which helps us not get as like emotionally invested in what's happening like even if it's sort of like someone we thought we like knew well or trusted or something and then they kind of like like have issues with us like in our business relationship oh wow yeah it's easier for or more palatable for us to kind of break it down to be like okay well that was a bad experiment for these reasons so next time we can avoid those sort of run-ins by doing xyz that's Mm. incredible it's like we're making you into scientists and you're making us into (laughs) hilarious comedians (laughs) we love a good collab it's a symbiotic Mm. relationship (laughs) 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 that's incredible okay so luke um back to you I want to know, you know, why comedy though, right? Like, because you, you could have ran any sort of workshop, right? Mm. But why comedy in particular? Yeah, so I guess um, I've been dabbling in a whole bunch of different stuff through practical, which is mm-hmm. just a little um, 
startup, we're a collective of you know creative and scientists trying to reinterpret what science means to our community. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we worked with an amazing um, contemporary dance group, and they kind of were doing a piece based on my research like the origin of life and how life formed on Earth, and they did this incredible dance wow. thing. And we yeah. brought them on the campus and got them talking with scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working at you know painting murals and all this kind of stuff. So there's mm-hmm. definitely you know, like the arts has, a, you know, every kind of art or sort of creative expression has a space in science and in mm-hmm. science communication. Um, I just felt that with comedy in particular, talking and presenting up on stage is something that scientists do all the time. You know, mm-hmm. the way we get our work out there, it's going on radio, it's giving presentations, it's going to conferences. Mm-hmm. And I thought if this is like the one main method we have to, con- you know, convey our messages why are we so bad at it? Like, why can't <laughs> scientists just, like, make conferences more fun, make presentations more fun? And as that process where only a few scientists who are really good at presenting, maybe they've had a bit of improv training, maybe they've sort of, you know, like, enjoy that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're always the ones speaking, you know, rising to the top, and others aren't, which is, A, really unfair, and B, is skewing the research we hear about, you know? Because you're not hearing from all scientists, you're hearing from the ones that love talking or have the biggest egos and want to, you know, get up on stage and do stuff. So mm-hmm. I think trying to you know, get everyone in science trained up in that process, a way to like level the playing field and um, yeah, get everyone having a go. Yeah, that's incredible. And um, you have comedians also included in the show, Mm. right? Why was that? Because it kind of sounds like they might show us up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why would you do this to us, Luke? It's funny you said, I don't want to talk us as scientists up, but um, on the first (laughs) time that Rue and Tom saw um, a few of the scientists practicing their material, they're like, oh, like... They might show us up, you know? Like, we were bit, like, no. should we tell people which one's a comedian <laughs> and which one's a scientist? <laughs> yeah. um, but yes, I think for me, it was a few reasons why I picked that. The main one was around um, keeping their energy high. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. obviously, like, it's our first times up on stage doing comedy. It's mm-hmm. daunting. It's some people's, like, biggest fears yeah. doing stand-up comedy. I know it's, it's like, one of my fears, and that's yeah. why... I, I mean, bombing yeah. is a huge fear, Oh, right? yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm sure um, you two, uh, Tom and Rue, you both do comedy. Do you have that fear every time you go on stage, or are you just kind of more kind of accustomed to it now? I think, especially with improv, when you're, like, up on stage in a team... I think that's much less daunting than stand-up when you're up there by yourself. So Mm. I think the fact that I had, like, so many years of, like, getting comfortable on the stage with, like, my group of um, improvisers around me helped me sort of combat that fear because I know, like, way back in my uni days, if I had to make a presentation, I would have that kind of, like, really, like, butterfly nerves, like, not want to go up Mm. kind of feeling. But wow. Part of it is just, yeah, getting comfortable and, like, finding the joy and, like, having an audience and working off the energy mm-hmm. and seeing what happens. Speaking of butterflies, you've metamorphosed into a, into a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> From a shy Stop. caterpillar into a beautiful <laughs> How about you, Tom? Uh, yeah, I guess similar to Rue. Like, I get quite nervous. Um, but also there's a value, like people are afraid of bombing, but if you take a more scientific approach, again, mm. you're like, all right, I guess that that little comedy experiment didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but you can learn valuable information from that. So once you start to look at it through that lens, it's a whole lot less daunting because you're just getting progressing a new kind of journey. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's such a false idea that people come into it and they just are naturally talented and they're going to nail it from the get-go. 
everyone, all of the comedians you absolutely love that are standing there on the stadium arena stage have bombed in their lifetime, have come in with material that wasn't quite ready and have mm. workshopped it over years and years and years before they got to that stage. Mm. That's true. They started somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah It's exactly. just part of the process. Oh, I mm. 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. So, Luke, have you been preparing for your set oh. by doing a lot of research? I've been dabbling. Um, <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> well, it's interesting because... Um, when I first started doing this, I was just like, what are stories that I tell that make people laugh? You know, it's like when I talk about my research or getting into what, you know, we do as scientists, yeah. I'm like, what stands out? And I think that was a great stepping point. But we had um, an amazing workshop with a comedic teacher called Marcel Blanche de Wilt, who is an incredible comedian and um, Will he be mentor. performing at the show as well? He will be performing. Excellent. He'll be one of the comedians up on stage. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that, you know, comedy is... Um, a type of storytelling, but it's not just telling a funny story. You know, there's all these techniques, there's all these little nuanced kind of, um, you know, things you can do when you're in it to really um, capture the audience and sort of have them hanging off every word. And um, Mm. it was funny, a few days after we saw, uh, a few days after we did the workshop, um, Rue, Tom and I went to a show, Rue and Tom were performing at Stand Out Comedy at the Chippo. Shout out to Reese Boyle. Um, uh, <laughs> quick plug, um, great show at the Chippendale Hotel and Rue and Tom were there performing and um, I kind of felt like the magic had popped a little bit because I knew all of the secrets. Like I was just mm. like, oh, like that's just a little bit of a hook at the beginning to get us going. <laughs> that's just the rule of three. That's just a suspenseful pause. Like you kind of see these little techniques come out and... Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting way to think about comedy technically, you know, mm-hmm. and refine your stories. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's very exciting. Um, <clears throat> Rue and Tom, being in this, um, you know, uh, event so far, um, are you also performing stand-up comedy or are you being MCs only? Uh, they're kind of the same, same. Oh, um, really? Well, like... variations on a theme I would Mm -hmm, say like mm -hmm. the MC has a a very distinct role and that's to make the acts comfortable and to excite the audience Mm -hmm. for the acts so Mm -hmm. that's our job we're going to be I don't know, hype beasts for our amazing mm. comedians and scientists. So, yeah. Yes, a, a very different. wise comedian named Marcel Blanche de Wilt. Uh, <laughs> he told us once that a great MC is someone that the audience doesn't remember from the night, but that they had a great night. But mm. the MC's role is really to like get the energy up and keep the show moving seamlessly. Yeah. So, how do you practice for being an MC? Because, like, do you really practice a few jokes or, you know, or do you just kind of improv? Because you're improv, improvisizer. <laughs> imp- oh, my goodness. Uh, improvisers as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've, uh, yeah, we've got our bits as well. But um, it's kind of like the art of providing information and making that in itself entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, like, part of your role as the MC is, like, making people sure, uh, making sure people know where the exits are, mm, um, how yeah. the night's going to run. It's like your flight attendants. What to expect. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Except hopefully more entertaining. <laughs> Although, have you seen some incredible YouTube videos of flight attendants really taking it to yes. the next level? I'm expecting MC flight attendant level, YouTube level. I'll you come know, as Kristen Wig flight attendant. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Um, also, we do have Dr. Carl, you know, helping us, Not sorry, not helping us, but being a part of the show. But, you know, surprisingly enough, he's also been coming to our workshops. Yeah. How has it been working with Dr. Carl? Well, that really, um, because I was just so excited for Carl to join, you know, the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, sorry. sorry uh, you don't call him Dr. Carl? No, oh, I was just like, apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just started calling him Dr. Carl to his face and he was kind of a bit like, mate, just call me Carl. So, I don't know. I feel like I've earned it. I can... Uh, oh, yeah, no, you, you have, because I do remember during the workshop, he goes, you can call me Dr. Carl. And I was like, oh. oh. Yeah. Looks like we're still on those two-day yeah. title basis. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, yeah, so I was pitching the project to Dr. Carl, mm-hmm. and I was like, and there's all these improv workshops. And as soon as I said improv, he latched onto it. He was like, really? where are these workshops? How can I get involved? Mm-hmm. Like, he was so keen. And I think that that's the, uh, what I find most inspiring about Carl is that he, <laughs> the good doctor himself, um, is that he, you know, is always keen to like develop and learn more for himself. You know, mm-hmm. he's not like, he's like, you could say at the peak of science communication in Australia, you know, everyone knows him as the science communication dude, yeah. but yeah. even that is like, how to do it better. And watching him take notes at Marcel's comedy workshop, he was like mm-hmm. writing down every single word, writing down everyone's like comments and reflections on it. Like he was yeah. really there to, um, you know, better himself and better his act. And I think that's really inspiring. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And from one expert to another, how was it you, the improv comedy experts, teaching the science communicator expert? Did you like how did you go about that it's been so fun Mm. but yeah we just have to have have him on the same level as everyone else otherwise Mm. no no that's right dr carl no sort of learning environment (laughs) is healthy if we're like dr carl is our shrine everybody bow to him now thank you very much (laughs) you're not funny just because you have a doctorate okay But it was, it was funny because um, when we're doing the performance and it was like, you know, do a bit of like, say a story for a few seconds or something, you know, like kind of talk ad lib. Mm-hmm. He would always snap into like his like radio, like totally, and the definitely. black hole is this far away and yeah. like all this stuff. Yeah. And Rue was like, she was hard of him. She was like, no, you got to, yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest, it's not the first celebrity that's come through oh, our uh, course, a name. So. Who was it? <laughs> um, there's actually one guy that we taught. I didn't even realize who he was until Name drop, it ended. Do it, do it. it was Jordan Rodriguez, who afterwards I found out is like on a show with Jessica Alba <gasps> and like, Whoa. is like a full on like a Hollywood guy. Incredible. Yeah. And he came no to idea. your workshop He's... seeking your advice. <laughs> well, through the school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he came to me personally and he was oh, like, I you're the it, only yeah. one, Rue. You're the only one who can help yeah. me. And He's I was like, like Rue, how long are you? only one. Look, after I'm done with Jessica Alba, I'll see if I have time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So did you always want Dr. Carl in the show, Luke? Um... Yeah, I, I guess. I, well, of course. No, like um, at the beginning. Well, yeah, it would be awkward if he said no. And then you were like, he really oh. begged me to be yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what celebrities are like these days. They beg you yeah, for the yeah, opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I think we didn't have some big discussions with, you know, the team I was working with about we want to not attract just people who would come to a science show, you know, mm-hmm. because there are amazing things out there like science in the pub and all that kind of stuff that are great. But every time I go to those shows, it's just, you know, existing scientists, people interested in science coming along. And I was like, hey, I want a crowd of punters who are there to see their favorite comedian, there to see Dr. Carl, there to sort of have a night, you know, of comedy, of laughs. But then it just so happens 
all the comedians, maybe scientists. There's a little bit of, you know, a bit of learning, a bit of breaking down that barrier of what a scientist looks like. What's your stereotypical scientist? So, um, yeah, we talked, there was a few others, you know, that do amazing work in that space. But, um, yeah, definitely Dr. Carl's the number one. Yeah, he's been amazing. He's super involved, super excited. So Yeah, he yeah. really is. I, you know, I was quite... I'm surprised that he was willing to learn, to still learn so much. Like, mm. you know, it really shows you how you just continue learning in your young age. Also, you mentioned you don't want the scientists to, uh, to look like scientists. I guess I should stop wearing my lab coat. <laughs> definitely that was going to be my costume. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, if that's what science means to you, go for it. You know, but I think, and you'll see this on the night if you attend, there's such a diversity of not only what people research, but personalities and lifestyles and everyone... Like, science doesn't fit one box, you know, um, mm -hmm. other than being hilarious, which is a given. Um, Remember, PH, that's uh, pretty, wait, what was it? Perfectly hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, dudes. dudes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you another go at that. You yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll still think about the two. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think that's like what we're really trying to do is just um, break down these ideas of what a scientist is, you know, mm -hmm. and that scientists are, you know, very interested in the natural world and seeking truth, but also like we're human, we make mistakes, you know, and I think that understanding that and understanding the process of science is continuing getting better, but that must mean that some things have to be wrong now, mm -hmm. you know, and I yeah. think just um, getting that across is really important for everyone else to understand what science is. So, yeah. yeah. It really humanizes the person who does science. Mm. And I really do, you know, I think it's great that you've started this project because like you said, you kind of break down that barrier between scientists and general public because, mm. I, you know, we, we really do do our science for the general public. The general public is the one that supports us through all of this. It doesn't make sense why we have this barrier. Like, mm. and, and I don't know about you, but I want people to know about my science. Right, like, I mean, that's why we're doing comedy because we can't <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what about you, Rue and Tom? Um, do you see any similarities between, you know, the scientists and the comedy? Yeah, we're totally reliant on an audience to actually do our art, so it's very much the same dynamic. And mm -hmm. as artists, we're proud of what we do, and we want to share that too. And yeah, it's almost the parallels are so similar. Exactly. Mm. Right. Who would have thought? Like, you know. This is so amazing how you're bringing the comedy and the science together because like everyone here is saying, there are so many similarities between the two. It's surprising it hasn't been done for decades now. Totally. Such right? a like yeah. insightful little guy we've got here in Luke. <laughs> <laughs> little guy, you, little Luke. Luke. Um, no, but I think that's, you've touched on a really interesting point that, um, you know, uh, I always sort of say this example the same way that we would never get you know, um, a non-science practicing comedian or like someone, you know, who's not a scientist into a lab and just give them a pipette and say, hey, go mm -hmm. cure cancer. The same way that like us as scientists, we shouldn't step into the realm of comedy without really, you know, saying that we are novices here, you know, like there are experts, there are people yeah. who spend years training and we're here to learn from you. And I think that it's honoring the work and like the hard work that goes into um, being a comedian. I really want to do that in this process. Um, yeah. I, I 100% agree. You know, I, I love watching comedy and it does seem to just come kind of natural to people. And I like that you touched on the fact that everybody has to start somewhere because for me, I was 
intimidated by this event because, I mean, I know I'm hilarious, um, but I don't know if I'm hilarious for, you know, the general public, mm. you know, it's, it's different when you're talking to a, another scientist and you're like, do you want to hear what happened in the lab? And you're like, yeah, you can relate to that. But it was different to hear from you and Tom, sorry, from Rue and Tom, from you two, how you were able to kind of break us down and you're like, hey, you got to relate back to these people like you know mm. I, I really loved your guidance in this whole process and I don't think we could have done it without you like really um, I, I really love what you do <laughs> I just want to make sure that when you're emceeing for me that you are the best <laughs> okay pressure's on yeah. that's actually all I'm doing <laughs> I won't steal the show you will introducing yeah. it <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we're on this. by the way Luke you know speaking of hilarious scientists and mm. comedians how did you go about picking the scientists who were gonna present in the show yeah um that's a really good um question so i guess i mean other I than was, me other I, than you, you always uh, knew i was gonna be a part of the it show it was a bit of a quick micro you're like come on my radio show and maybe just like put my application exactly the I, I was list. like hey what, 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 why don't you come on boiling point also i hear yeah. you have a comedy show <laughs> um no so i will admit i was um, selective in sending out oh no so the applications were broad but I definitely mm -hmm. bugged certain people like yourself and a few others you'll see on the night because the people I've worked with people I've seen up on stage and presenting and I know that even though they're not comedians they're brilliant presenters mm -hmm. and like stage fright you know confidence isn't something we'll have to teach them it's just those techniques around comedy um, but that being said um, with um, a comedian friend of mine, Reese Boyle from Standout Comedy. Shout out again. Um, <laughs> we'll I put sent all him... of the links in our blog post, so yeah. please go check that out, including Ruse and Tom's um, Scary Strangers websites and everything. Mm, yeah, and their amazing workshops. Of course. But yeah, so he, you know, he's like a practicing comedian, runs his own show, and I sent him the list of all of the um, applicants, de-identified, no names, no ages, um, no genders, anything like that. And it was just mm -hmm. like what they've done, what they wanted to present. Mm -hmm. And he just went through and like ranked them what he thought would work the work, like the best on stage. Yeah. And um, our list matched up almost perfectly. So wow. um, I don't know if it shows the creative genius that I have in having awesome friends, yeah. but um, we definitely selected people who uh, empirically would be, you know, great charismatic presences. Um, have you experienced that, Ruin Tom? Oh, we love this group. That was a bit of a fish for um, some compliments. So, oh, uh... well, you can have them because we adore all of the scientists. Yeah. It's such a great group. And I feel mm. like we're all just a little family unit now, like Dr. Carl's included mm. and Marcel, <laughs> all of us, scientists, comedians. It's just like the perfect mix. Mm. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Did you find that there was anything that you kind of had to, you know, teach the scientists more so than you would a typical comedian to do in this comedy mm. show? We were actually really surprised yeah. by how confident they were and how willing they were to uh, come into the improv exercises from the get-go. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the uh, sort of first hurdles that we deal with when we bring people into like improv skills is just getting over that fear of um, – making risky choices or looking stupid or mm. something like that and none of that was there in this group so we were like oh, okay great well we can just jump straight through to some more tricky concepts with you guys i mean let's face it we're scientists we make risky decisions all the time and mm. i don't think we're ever afraid to look stupid that is the oh, whole no. thing behind a scientist is you're not afraid to ask questions well, totally right yeah, that's what yeah. makes a good scientist yeah and i think you know going back into that scientific method the 
best scientist knows how to ask the perfect questions of where could I be wrong? You know, mm-hmm. like how totally. is my question wrong? How do I test my ideas? You know, if yeah. you can prove yourself wrong, that's a great step forward for science. You know, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, unfortunately, we are reaching the end of the show, but before we do. Um, Rue and Tom, can you shout out Scary Strangers? Because I think it's a wonderful mm. opportunity. Tell us where we can find you, what we can do with your program. Um, well, you can find us uh, on our website, www.scarystrangers.com. Um, and we also run a monthly uh, comedy event called Are You Having a Laugh? Um, it's on the first Wednesday of every month at the Marlborough Hotel. Yeah, fantastic. And Luke, why don't you shout out the Steam Um, Comedy? The Steam Comedy Show, yes. If you just go to the Sydney Comedy Festival website um, and type in the Steam Room or Dr. Carl or Science Comedy, we will come up. Tickets are selling so fast. I've actually (laughs) been... um, surprised horrified by how quickly these tickets are selling we had to move venues we're at the comedy store mm-hmm. we sold out of that within a week we're now at the factory theater there's like a hundred tickets left or something um so jump in get your tickets asap because you will miss out and be very disappointed oh a hundred percent like luke said we went from a 300 person venue and the sydney comedy festival was like nah we'll give you 500 person <laughs> <laughs> not so, big enough yeah, yes. so do not miss us rue tom luke and myself and a whole bunch of other scientists and comedians you will not regret it on may 4th at the sydney comedy festival we will have all of the links and all of the information on our website thank you so much for listening to boiling point at east side radio 89.7 fm we will see you next week bye for now